Hey, it is Friday, which means it's our People Like You podcast. My name is Emmanuel Osasiri, your online personal trainer and wellness coach. And today we have a special guest, Miss Maria Lopez. So um, I know that we've had some conversations already um, doing treatment sessions in the past about the reason why you're very active and i know that you have a story to share with other people as far as where you started from what got you into it what kept you going and then also um the the hurdles that you're facing right now and what you're doing to overcome those so go ahead and start by introducing yourself and telling us a little about yourself okay hello everyone and happy day my name is maria lopez i am 44 years old i have uh, three lovely children they're adults but they're still my children I have two grandkids and one on the way. So how I started this journey, uh, fit journey, it was actually not a plan. I just kind of stumbled into it after a uh, divorce. Um, Within that time, of course, uh, most of you might know you go through depression and it was very hard for me to eat or do anything. So accidentally I lost 50 pounds within uh, six months. Uh, When I realized how much weight I had lost, I started thinking how good I actually felt, first of all. So then I decided, hey, why not keep this going? So I decided to uh, join uh, a gym um, because I needed motivation. I needed to find myself again. Uh, Had been married 15 years, so I kind of lost myself within that marriage. So I needed to refine me. Who was Maria? What does Maria want to eat, do, like, etc.? And within that, I joined the gym and I found uh, my heaven. I found my peace. I found that that was it for me. And I am very grateful that I started that journey. Uh, It wasn't easy to stay motivated. Um, A lot of my family, friends, um, they weren't into fitness, so it was kind of hard to get started at first. Uh, But when you're mentally strong, if you're mentally strong, you can do it. Right. And you don't need a lot of support. But if you're not mentally strong, then, yeah, you definitely got to find uh, a mental uh, support group that will help you. Right. And and, and I'm glad you mentioned um, how you started off because it, is it something that you started off by yourself? I noticed that a lot of people that are starting the gym for the first time, um, it, it's hard for them to start alone. It helps to have accountability partners. So after the divorce, were you, were you just in it by yourself? And how did that work? Like- it was crazy scary I was so frightened but I knew that I wanted something different for my life and I knew that the once I actually went in the gym the first day I was so afraid Um, you know being married so long that was my strength now I felt alone in the world and now I'm alone here at this gym where everybody looks nice and knows what they're doing and there's me oh by the way uh, at this point I'm at 205 pounds right so uh, that was my heaviest ever. Mm-hmm. So I felt very uncomfortable, very insecure. Um, but I had a motivation. I had a goal in my head. And it wasn't a big goal. At that time, it was just to try to keep feeling good, feeling that mental healthiness that I was feeling. Right. It wasn't even so much keep dropping the weight. It was more of the way I was feeling for me. So more of a process. Yes. Okay. That's that's su- so. I actually even wrote a blog post about the intimidations. I, I called it a gym fear myths, and that's a real thing. Doing personal training and stuff. I've been, I've worked with people who, 
get intimidated in that gym setting and I work and I see people all the time who are who come into the gym and not and that I, I can imagine how intimidating that must be so what really got you through that initial like oh my gosh like I'm at the gym by myself sort of I just kept doing it every day every day making it a routine making it a habit making it, it gets easier and you do get comfortable and then you become the one on the other side where people are, you know, you could tell when they come in and they're intimidated. Right. And now you could approach those people. Right. Hey, do you want to work out with me? Hey, do you know, I do that constantly at the gym. Perfect. Or if I see somebody uh, doing something that maybe it could be easier on their bodies, I'll approach them. Right. Of course, if they're willing to listen. If not, I just, I don't force anything on yeah. anyone. So. Yeah, there's, there's, a, um, there's a fine line with, there's a lot of egos in the gym too. So even if your heart is and intentions are in the right place, you know, everybody doesn't want to get help. But that's super cool to see how you kind of went from, you know, novice student to now you, you know enough, you've been to the gym long enough to be able to teach someone. And I know you're very passionate about it. So how long have you been at the, been going to the gym now? Um, I want to say a good since about 06. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. since two, 2006. Okay. Uh, of course, I had my hurdles, you know, some surgeries or downtime that I had to take, but I always go back. Perfect. And, and for me, the gym was the answer, not outdoors. I know a lot of people do uh, cycling or they swim or they do other things. For me, I felt more secure, even though it was uh, frightening. I felt an environment where I was inside. Right. That's what worked for me. Right. Right. Yeah. So when you're starting or wanting, how do I do this? Where do I go about this? Right. If, if you want to uh, follow your instinct, what do you like to do? Right. Are you an outdoors person? Are you an indoor uh, person? Yeah. That's a, that's a good point for me. I'm like you. I'm, I, I, I like lifting stuff. I like the indoors. Um, the only thing I prefer to do outdoors myself is, is running. Uh, I, I'm not a big treadmill guy. Mm -hmm. But no, that's a great point. So, so I'm taking it that you found what you were comfortable with, what you enjoyed doing, and you just made a habit out of that. Oh, yes. Awesome. So um, I want to go back to, real quick to what you said um, just a, a couple seconds ago as far as some of the hurdles, because 2006, I mean, that's that's well over 10 years. Mm -hmm. So what, what are some of the, the hurdles and the setbacks that you faced, and how did you kind of overcome them? Okay, for me, uh, mainly being sick or having uh, surgeries. So I had to take that downtime of months. Um, but within that time, I still watched what I ate. Right. So once you, once you learn to lose weight, it's easier to maintain a certain weight that you feel comfortable with. Right. So for me, it's 150. If I'm going past 150, that's my worry zone. Right. So even though I'm not working out, I'm okay as long as I'm watching what I'm eating. You could try many different things. People try cutting calories. People try intermittent fasting. Um, just eating less meals throughout the day. Right. You know, it, it's just whatever. Learn your body. Right. Test it out. Right. Whatever works for you. Yeah, there's definitely more than one way to uh, to lose weight. So what, what's worked for you personally? Honestly, for me, I love to eat. So cutting calories doesn't count. For me, I have to go and work out. I have to. I have to lift. I have to do the cardio. And it's just something that keeps me mentally healthy also. Right. So I really enjoy it. Right. So and even if I've gained up to 150, I don't get discouraged. I know that hey, I'm gonna get back to it. Right. Yeah. So no matter how much I've um, I've had to stop working out, I know that I could get back to it and it'll be okay. I don't I don't get discouraged. 
Good. Yeah, it sounds like you have your your routine down. That's that's the gist that I'm getting, and that's definitely something. I mean, if you do anything for that long, you're going to have a routine. So even if you had your surgery or sickness or whatever, it's cool that you're able to just easily bounce back. Um, I want to talk about the 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 mental game of when you're down. I know that you, you I know that you've recently had an injury that's kept you out of. Um, your regular workout routine and just being around you I know how I know how tough that that's been on you from a mental standpoint you're out of your your routine you can't lift the heavy stuff that you're used to so how's that been like and kind of where are you at right now what are some things that you've learned maybe okay so um, what I've learned from my injury is that don't judge people first of all Right. Because I've always thought if people aren't doing more at the gym, it's because they don't want to. They choose not to. Or, I don't know, I just I used to criticize them. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, some of those people could have been hurt. Only they know what they were going through or why they were lifting only 10 pounds. Because I, I love to lift. The heavier, the better. And it's just my, I love that. So what I learned from this, first of all, don't criticize people. Everybody's going at their own pace and that's fine. Um, what I've also learned that it's okay to take that downtime. Um, I don't watch like crazy what I'm eating. I'm actually even enjoying eating and just telling myself this is it's just meanwhile. It's not forever. It's temporary. Right. You're going to heal. You're going to get back out there. Um, but it's also made me realize when I get back into lifting, um, maybe I'm not going to push myself as hard to lift necessarily 35 pounders. Maybe I'll go a little bit lighter now. Take right. care of uh, my right. body a right. little bit more instead of that, like you said, ego. We right. get into that ego. Yeah. I yeah. want to do this much. And yeah, we got to think of our um, bodies a little bit more. Right. It sounds like it's um, it sounds like it's been a humbling experience yes. to the point where when you do go back, you know, you're able to have a greater appreciation for working out. Um, what are some of your favorite uh, routines that you like to do as far as like deadlifting, deadlift, oh, that's deadlifting, right. pushups. I love, people hate push-ups. I love them. What the do you most, like about them? So they just make me feel so strong. I've done. I've tried to do many different type of uh, push-ups. The fingertip push-ups. Those make me feel super strong. I just love to feel the strength in my body. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, deadlift would be the one, and then uh, push-ups and right. uh, burpees. I love burpees. Right. Now you work out how many times a. How many times a week? When I'm well, I try to go uh, four times at least. At least four times. At okay. Least. So, yeah, I'm about four times a week as well, too. And we were talking earlier um, today about um, the the impact that working out has on your on even your relationships, your family, your friends. So, like, okay. when you first meet someone, you want to know how important working out is to their to their lifestyle yeah. and stuff. Kind of share about yeah. that. Is Yeah. I, I never thought that... Uh, fitness and working out would be so important that it even mattered to my relationships uh, when I when I was dating or even with my children or I shouldn't say it's my number one but it is one of my number one right because um, you know when I first started dating uh, my fiance now the first questions out of my mouth was how do you feel about me working out and he kind of just looked at me funny and I'm like it's really important to me so I need to know and be honest because I'm going to find out and you're going to find out how much I love to work out. Right. Yeah, I need right. you to trust me that if it's one in the morning and I'm telling you I'm at the gym, I'm at the gym. Right. Because this is, um, this is 
me this is what keeps me healthy it keeps me happy and when i say healthy i mean overall right your mind right. your body your heart it, it's all together yeah uh my children you know i spend time with them i do what i can but they're adults now right. so there's times when i have to tell them no i'm sorry i'm at the gym or i need to go to the gym oh mom sorry yeah. I need to be around, and in order to do that, it I need to work out. Yeah, I need to be healthy. Yeah, it sounds. Um, I'm so glad you shared that. It sounds almost therapeutic for you. It is. Uh, I know you work long hours, and um, kind of touch on what are some different areas outside of fitness uh, uh, in your regular lifestyle that fitness have had an impact on? Because you've been on both ends of the spectrum. You've been inactive before, and now, like you said, since 2006, now you're just rolling and stuff. So what's been the night and day difference that, that fitness has had in other areas of your life? Okay, well, um, I haven't mentioned yoga, but for me, yoga was a complete turnaround in uh, my lifestyle as far as how I saw the world and people around me and how I even reacted to people. Um, you know, people could come at me with um, mean things or they could be rude or, and I try to be uh, more calm. I could handle situations a lot better. It's brought me, I could be in chaos, but inside I'm okay. Right. So uh, fitness has uh, shown me to breathe, relax. Right. And just be a better person overall. Take it easy, right. Taking it easy. Right. That's very interesting. Um. Now, I know that you started you started going into the gym by yourself um, back in 2006. Can you explain, um, have you had a support group? Has there, like family, friends, has there been anybody that's kind of spurred you on? Have you had any points in your life where you just kind of had to depend on people to kind of get you over the hump? Um, anything okay. like I'll that? I'll be honest, for me, <laughs> it's sad, but it's been Instagram. Uh, no, that's, that's yes, great. I, yeah, my fam. I mean, my family. If anything, I'm the one motivating them. My friends, it was the same thing. I'll have people that they say they didn't need to work out. They don't need the gym. They're happy the way they are. But when you realize it's not about how you look, it's more about how good you feel right. mentally, your heart, and right. just the whole thing. Right. Um, I've never really had a, a support group. I had to be my own support group and that mental that I'm gonna do this. Right. And then just seeing the people online, uh, Instagram or Facebook, or whoever I could find. I was watching videos. I was It's who you surround yourself with. Right. And if, if you're not mentally strong or if you're not a determined person, then you do need to find a, a group right. or a person or someone that right. will give you accountability and that you could report yourself to. Right. But if you, I mean, you can't do it on your own. Right. It's not impossible. It's just harder, but you can do it. Yeah, that, that's a great, I'm glad you said that as well, because one of the, for newcomers that start out at the gym, I try to encourage them to get a workout partner, but one of the, just to get them kind of like that environment that you feel, oh my gosh, I'm here alone, I don't know what to do, and I feel like, ah. Um, so one of the things I try to do is encourage them to go with a workout partner, but I will say one of the drawbacks of having a workout partner is if you're new to going to the gym and your workout partner doesn't go to gym, even if you want to go to the gym, it kind of takes away from what you want to do and you become a little bit dependent on them. So that's that would be my main drawback. Of and, and that's the thing with that. I've had uh, I've became partners with different uh, girls from work and I used to go to motivate them and show them. But then when I wasn't able to go, they wouldn't go. Right. And I kept pushing them to where now I'm so happy that because of my injury they had to step it up right. or because I, I changed my uh, work uh, weeks or my shift so now they were stuck but 
they loved it enough that they pushed themselves right. and now they're there alone and they're fine yeah. and now some of them even tell me oh i love working by myself why because you could go at your own pace you could do your own thing right you're not relying on somebody else right so you just got to find something that works for you but try to go vice versa right don't right. don't just stick to a partner all the time right you got to be able to do this on your own as well right so you have great leadership qualities it sounds and does it when you're when you're in the position where you're not being the one motivated but you're being the motivator does that keep you accountable does it keep you more honest knowing that people are looking at you without looking at you and just kind of keeping track silently does that kind of keep you humble and oh yes oh yes kind of push you over the edge definitely yeah, yeah. that's yeah. interesting um what's do you because i know you primarily like you say you like deadlifting and you like push-ups and stuff what's your do you have like a cardio balance with that or how's the, how's a typical workout week for i you? usually do the stairmaster or zumba okay um a lot of people think zumba is not a workout anybody who hasn't tried zumba because a lot of us are more into just we want to lift we want to and they think zumba is nothing i've seen people in there and when i started zumba i was so out of breath i couldn't even here i am lifting heavy but yet I can't dance for five minutes. Yes. It's a very, very good uh, conditioning yeah. for the body. Now I've been there before and I think another good thing about those Zuma classes is that you meet different people of of all backgrounds, mm -hmm. of, of both genders, of, of different age groups, and it's just it's everybody it's for one it's for this thirty minute break where everybody comes together in the same room, yeah. knocks it out as much it's as an each hour. other. Yeah. Oh, it's an hour. Oh, okay. Well, I've okay. never, I haven't done Zoom or I've done a spin class before. Oh, okay. And it's, it, it's a beast. Yeah. Um, but you, yeah, you get together for an hour and everybody, you know, regardless of their backgrounds or age or shapes or injuries, mm -hmm. they come together for a common goal. Mm -hmm. And it's really an empowering environment at the end of the day because you're not, you're usually not the most in shape person, but you're also usually not the most out of shape person. You're kind of in between. So that's definitely, so, so how long have you been doing Zoom before? Oh, Zumba about three years. About three years. And because I had that mentality, Zumba is nothing for me. Yeah. You know, I run, I lift, I do burpees, I do all this other stuff. Yeah. It's nothing. But then someone invited me. Hey, come and, come and try it. Yeah. And sure enough. How'd you feel when you first, were you kind of skeptical about it or? I thought it would be boring. Yeah. I don't want to waste my time at the gym. Right. I want to work out. Right. So I thought that was in a, a class for me. Yeah. But now I, I do it. I don't do it as often. Um, but when I do it, it's also a, a reliever for me. Right. I go in there and I just dance. I let it all out. Nice. And nobody's there judging you. Perfect. You're just having a great time. Yeah. That's a really fun environment. I might have to check it out myself. And say, okay. Is it just like free dancing? <laughs> or is. like okay. You have somebody guiding you. Right. But um, And you go at your own pace. Yeah. And it's at different levels. Interesting. Yeah, I love it. I see it all the time, but I've never done it myself. A lot of fun. Okay, so you've, you've, lost, um, you've lost weight before. So you've been on both sides of the scale. What would be your one... No, let me ask it this way. What's been the most helpful thing as far as weight loss? What's your one tip that you would leave for people that's helped you the most? Because like you said, there's so many different ways to lose weight. There's counting calories. There's eating small meals um, every three hours, et cetera. So what, what's, what's worked for Maria that Keep you can moving. leave with people? Keep moving. Keep moving. If you're not at the gym, even if you're at home, get outside. If you could walk outside, just move. Right. 
because for me it wasn't like I said it wasn't really uh, food and even now it's not food because I love it too much right so it's more of just keep moving yeah I really I really like that 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 message about feeling good about yourself because a lot of times and you mentioned Instagram we're always so focused on the outer aspects of 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 wellness and stuff and it's i mean it's fun to look good and everything but you also want to make sure even prioritize how you feel on the insides a lot of people that look great on the outside could be you know insecure or depressed because they're not eating the way they want to or they're not happy or they feel that their you know their image is or their self-worth is their image and stuff like that so that's really cool that you take more of an intrinsic approach and it, I mean, it also shows you've obviously built a strong habit about it. Uh, and, and that's really great. Anything else you want to? Um... Yeah, just, you know, don't always focus on the pounds. Right. Don't always focus on the scale. And the reason I tell you that I went from uh, 205, I've gone all the way down to uh, 110. So I don't like the way I look at 110. I look super thin, but unhealthy in my point of view. So I, I have that where I could play with my body now and just when you it's it's a uh it's different when you're working out and not working out so 140 working out it's going to look one way and 140 not working out is going to look another way on your body right so don't focus don't focus too much or stress about the pounds yeah it's about the way mainly for me it's the way you feel right and of course like you said you want to look good right but and don't give up even if you know don't be so harsh on your body because I used to be like that for a while. You get strict on this. You get so strict on that. No, we're here to live and enjoy life. Exactly. So we want to do it healthier, find healthy ways. Just find or oh, record, write things for you. Write down the date, what you know, where you, what you're weighing, what you tried that month or two or three months and see what that did for you. Right. And then change it up. If you get stuck in a plateau, you want to change, uh, lose more weight or build more muscle or whatever, plateaus. If you hit your plateaus, you got to trick your body. You got to start doing something else that will work for you. Right, right. And finding that motivation wherever it is. I like that you, I like that after the divorce, you made a decision to keep going because the divorce caused you to lose weight unnaturally, right? Yeah. So I like that you hit a I like the way that you responded to that instead of kind of continuing to go down. You kind of, you know, the saying goes, making uh, lemonade out of lemons and stuff. So that's that's really cool. That's a great message. Um, and I want to kind of touch on what you said real quick about, you know, stepping on the scale and everything. It can be really deceptive when you're trying to lose weight because there's water weight, there's muscle weight and stuff. And so gradually when you're losing weight, you want to first of all like you said which is a great message be concerned about your well-being overall and then secondly too you want to you know you, you track your progress by your waistline you know it's yep. the saying is inches before pounds as well too so that's another reason because I, I i see people get obsessed with the scale all the time and they'll fluctuate up and down and throw people off so uh, one more thing I yeah, wanted yeah. to add was about the health we haven't brought up the health and i just thought of that because of my mom um another thing that did motivate me and she didn't even know was my mom uh with diabetes uh, high cholesterol. Uh, she had a heart attack. And I looked at all these pills that she's taking. And that for me was an eye opener. Right. All these illnesses, they could be prevented. So you're either going to be at the doctor all the time, or you can do a little bit of movement, a little bit of just cutting back of that food or whatever it is. And just if you go down history and you know, most I was watching this uh, documentary um, on Netflix. Yeah, it's called Feel Rich. Right. 
if if you have a chance watch the documentary it's sad how many people are dying over something overweight a heart attack or because they're just so overweight or we're not watching all that grease that we're putting into our bodies so this is like i said it's a mental thing it's a healthy thing we want to live longer we want to change the way our kids uh people around us are eating so if we when we look at it at that prospect is easier right. it's, it's motivating right to for make sure. a change for sure and just to p kind of piggyback on that too a lot of the symptoms that come from a lack of exercise that's one of the first things your doctor will tell you to is your exercise level and you know mm -hmm. like level of activity and things like that too no that's a great point i'm glad you brought that up because that's why i asked like what are some it affects your it affects different areas of your life yeah. as well too. You know, when you get a regular exercise routine, you know, you you feel better playing with your grandkids and bending down to pick them up. You know, you can you can go on a 5k run with your friends. You can do Zumba for, you know, stuff like that. So, no, that's a great message. There's so I mean the the benefits to, you know, I mean, we know them all, the benefits to exercising and working out and stuff like that. It's just getting into that habit, like you said. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. So I want to end um, with uh, some fun questions just to kind of <laughs> wrap it up. I kind of like to throw some fun, random questions at my guests just to kind of get to know how your brain works. Okay. So if you could be any animal in the world, what would it be and why? See, wow. <laughs> um, a panther. Why? Uh, I think a panther is uh, defensive and very protective of its own, and that's how I feel I am towards uh, my children, and just the aggressiveness of the panther. Yeah. I think I'm like that, even though on the on the outside I seem nice, and but in the inside I have this fierce women in me. Yeah, I like that. Panthers <laughs> are cool. Football or basketball? Basketball. Who's your favorite team? I don't have a team. I just love playing you just basketball. Like basketball. Really? Uh -huh. I like football. That's cool, too. I like basketball, too. Uh, would you rather have the ability to fly or be invincible? i fly. Hmm. Name one famous person, dead or alive, you'd like to have dinner with. My, well, you said famous. <laughs> um, let me see. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Dinner or breakfast? Breakfast. Summer or winter? Summer. And if you had one superpower, what would it be? Flying. <laughs> flying. I know. That's such a... Yeah, flying's pretty good. That's as good as it gets. On. Yeah, so... Well, thank you, uh, Maria Lopez, for um, sharing your time. I know your story is going to empower and just encourage and motivate a ton of people. So thank you for your time. And I hope to have you back here again. And we'll see where you're at in, in your rehab and then kind of how you transition back into the gym. So thanks for your time. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. I hope that you enjoyed our People Like You podcast guest, Miss Maria Lopez. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Friday for the People Like You podcast. And let's do this again sometime.